Ladies and gentlemen, hey, yo, 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 fellas, 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 welcome into the That One Dude for week 11. We're trying to find some leverage plays. Some single-digit owned players, ideally less than 5% or around 5% owned, give or take. That's what we're looking for here. You don't got to play every single one of these five guys, these five fellas that we're going to be talking about today because, look, they're going to be lower owned for a reason. They might be a little bit expensive. You pay up to get different, right? They might not have the flashy name or the recent stats, or maybe they're coming off an injury or just under the radar, right? They've let people down recently, right? That, that's the reason these guys aren't picking up as much ownership relative to some guys who maybe who are underpriced. Maybe who are barely different in overall projection, but people are flocking to them. We're trying to set you up with some leverage plays like the Justin Jeffersons of last week. And really, almost every single week, this guy's low on. He's low on again this week. But don't worry, he's not going to be the trifecta. He barely missed making this video again. We had to spice it up for you. And I don't think he looks as good. But there's another player up there in that price range who addition originally I didn't like. And now I do. And we can start there on that first player. And as we do, hey subscribe button's popping up we now have a salvetry clips channel by the time you're watching this should have a couple videos up over there if you ever just want the bite-sized content and big pieces from some of these videos and even more stuff is going to be going out on there that does not come out over here so if you're interested in that you can check it out but there you go there's a subscribe button we'll transition now to that first that one dude this week for week 11 a wide receiver who right now is expensive he is over seven thousand dollars he is projecting out for me as one of the highest priced players on the entire or projected players on the entire slate i have debo samuel for 19 and a half projected fantasy points at just seven percent ownership now look when i did the, the first look video and i was like yeah hey, i don't know about debo i'm recording this he's playing tonight we'll see what he does he had 10 touches five carries five receptions and he goes for 90 plus yards and two scores he's just so involved in this offense in the possible worst uh, possible situation he had in that monday night game when they're not throwing the ball when they're only running the ball they still prioritize them and oh yeah he still balled out one yards after the catch galore so now he has one of the best team totals you're going to see for this team this year at 26 and a half he faces jacksonville whose secondary ranks 22nd in the nfl allowing the seventh most yards to the wide receiver position and they are not good at tackling so debo yards after the catch broken tackle monster loose of rating, all that stuff looks even better for him right now now maybe he'll have a tough matchup against Shaq Griffin none of these are really like scary matchups toughest matchup would be Shaq Griffin but all of the Jacksonville cornerbacks allow at least 70 percent uh, of catchable passes which is great they're gonna allow 70 plus percent completion percentage each time you target them fantastic so another 30 plus performance from him on monday night football debo he now has 16 or more DraftKings points which is a solid solid production in seven of nine games he's never gone to single digits points so far popping off for 20 plus points in more than half of his games so far and it's crazy because he's he's cheaper than Devonte. he's cheaper than tyreek there's no cooper cup on this slate this week but you're getting him cheaper than those guys he has a 34 percent target share which is right there with Devonte adams so he's basically getting the elite wide receiver volume and he's getting this overall efficiency he leads the league in yards after the catch and yards per route run right now so he's getting all the volume all the efficiency 22 fantasy points per game but he's not as highly owned this week because one that game's not as enticing to stack up and two the thing that i think a lot of people who are sharper looking at this are worried about he's only averaging 8.1 average depth of target a dot whereas most wide receivers are double that close to double that that are putting up this production meaning that he is very much so relying on that yards after the catch he's very much so relying on some of these touchdowns as well and that stuff should start to switch around as Kittle's starting to look a lot better as now you have three weeks in a row with Brandon Ayuk playing a normal role so that is where the worry comes from 
but he's schemed into this offense. This offense is perfect for what they want him to do. Yards after the catch monsters. And right now at $7,800, I think it's a fair price point. Based on the projection I have on him, I think he's going massively under owned. And if you wanted to compare him to just other players in that price range, let's do it right now, right? I ended up putting some tweets out. Stefan Diggs is $7,900, slightly more expensive for less fantasy points, 18.6. And he's coming in with double the ownership, 14%. Why is that? Well, people want to stack Buffalo up more. And just in general, they feel more comfortable. Stefan Diggs, the number one overall receiver last year when he was actually out there in terms of reception targets target share all that type of stuff they feel more comfortable with that right it, it's still recency bias from last year aj brown who's slightly cheaper than debo at 7700 so debo sandwich in between these two guys who are picking up more ownership aj brown right the target share is going to be great there's no julio there's no nobody out there right now and it's actually a nice total and a nice matchup he's 12 percent owned aj brown who also is projecting out for less fantasy points so i think there is a nice leverage opportunity here for us and mr debo samuel at my 19 and a half point projection i also take not any of debo's props on debo look good as well well, if you want to take his overs, but I ended up taking the over 235 and a half passing yards for Jimmy G this week. I think they lean a little bit more on the pass, if anything. I think in general, this is a good spot. That's a good number for him. I have Jimmy G in the 250s in my projections. You have Elijah Mitchell dealing with a broken thumb. You have Jeff Wilson, who's fine, but not nearly as elusive and plays that outside zone, that speed game, right? In terms of Elijah Mitchell and Raheem Mostert, what they do in this offense, which could lead to just more third and, and second and longs where they actually have to pass more. I think it's a good matchup in general. So I'll take the Jimmy G over there and we take that on price picks if you want a free bet up to 100 dollars it's just over under they're a sponsor of the program use the code sal so you go over to pricepicks.com use the code sal simple as that bing bada bang bada boom you get a free bet up to 100 dollars take advantage of it i don't know why ask yourself right now why wouldn't you there you go code sal for that free bet up to 100 dollars on pricepicks.com um, so there's Debo. There's a receiver who's, you know, you're paying up to get different there, but you're probably paying up anyways already for those guys who are 20% on maybe Tyreeks and 20% on maybe uh, when you're looking at the Devontae Adams of the world. Now you go to the next guy, and this man's name is going to be a running back position. We've talked about him in other videos this week. He's only coming in at 6% ownership. Even though he's had 18 or more fantasy points in five straight or DraftKings points in five straight games that he's completed this year. James Robinson right now at $6,400. There's an obvious reason why he's not picking up ownership. There's really two reasons why. I have him for 16 and a half fantasy points. He's at 6% projected ownership. Now, James Robinson, positive run blocking advantage, positive 12%. A solid San Francisco run defense, but they're middle of the pack. They're giving up 86 yards per game. That ranks 15th in the NFL. So it's just an average run defense overall. Good at tackling, but average run defense. So you look at James Robinson and you say huh why is he going lower on this week if he's doing everything right he's top 10 in opportunity share he's played at least 60 percent of the snaps in uh, basically two-thirds of the snaps in every single game and he's getting more and more involved and carlos Hyde is getting pushed more and more out when robinson is healthy well that's one piece of the puzzle robinson has a new injury and he did not practice on thursday that's never a great midweek so this could be by the time you're watching this maybe he's ruled out i think he'll probably play but we'll see so that's not great right and the second piece of this is he's priced right around aj Dillon, probably the best play in the slate definitely the best play in the slate already ready over leverage even if he's 20 percent owned it's way too low and he's priced around james connor which i think is the the one mistake there like if people are going to go to 16 percent on james connor you can see my tweet right now i get it that james connor is a little bit cheaper you save 300 bucks great yip de doo i have james connor for a half a fantasy point more so basically the same exact projection but connor is currently coming in with 16 percent ownership to james robinson six percent so more than double the ownership that's not appropriate in my opinion when again 18 fantasy points in five straight completed games 17 or more opportunities for robinson in five straight completed games he's top 10 in broken tackles and elusive rate and explosive runs are 15 or more yards right now James Robinson meaning that he does a lot on his own right and if the team gets to the red zone when they do right he gets two and a half red zone opportunities per game it's solid so James Robinson for me like right now looks like a solid leverage play now I don't want to play him over AJ Dillon although you will get leverage Dillon will probably be like 22% owned uh, four times the ownership as James Conner or James Robinson which is where it starts to become I don't know about that 
But in terms of James Conner, yeah, these guys are a coin flip on their projection. They're close in price. I'll take the guy who's a third the ownership, half the ownership right now, and Mr. James Robinson. James Robinson in his own right, I don't feel as comfortable on like the 56 and a half rushing yard prop or the receiving. I think he can get there in both departments, find the end zone, but not really smash for us either in the rushing or the receiving. You know, maybe gets 40 in each department, four receptions, has a touchdown. And look, 18, 20 points. Not bad, right? That's what he's doing a lot of these weeks. I'll take the over 12 and a half fantasy points, though. I mean, I told you, I've him for 16 and a half fantasy points. It's a four point difference. That's pretty damn big. So the over 12 and a half fantasy points on James Robinson over on prizepicks.com. Take that, pair it up if you want to with the Jimmy G one or some of the other ones we're going to talk about. The code Sal, free bet, F-R-E-E, up to $100. Rooskies. So there's a receiver. There's a mid-range running back who gets you off of some of the chalk. That's where all the chalk at running back is this week between A.J. Dillon and, and Mr. Uh, you're going to have right there as well. James Conner, you go a little bit more down. Miles Gaskin, maybe David Montgomery. Let's go now to a mid-range wide receiver. And at $5,600, Jalen Waddell, now he hasn't had his bye week yet, but very quietly, Jalen Waddell is sixth in the NFL in targets, and he leads the NFL, number one in the NFL in routes run. This guy doesn't come off the field. He's running about 37 routes per game. I have him projected for 15.6 fantasy points. I currently have him coming in at 8% projected ownership. And it looks like a good spot, a 24.5 implied team total, a matchup against the New York Jets secondary that ranks 30th in the NFL, allowing 168 yards per game to the wide receiver position. Jalen Waddell himself plays 65% basically call it two-thirds of his snaps out of the slot meaning that he'll face Michael Carter no not the running back Michael Carter Michael Carter the second is a slot cornerback for the New York Jets who allows a 78% catch rate this year so there's your matchup in the slot looks real good for Waddle quietly having a 23% target share on 8.6 targets per game this year very good for Jalen Waddle now you look around and you see what happens here right Miami's throwing the fourth most times in the league right now in the NFL well that's wheels up for Jalen Waddle when you look at that right now Jalen Waddle over his last five games is averaging 15.4 fantasy points per game and that's what Jacoby Brissett for half of that time who is definitely a downgrade from Tua so we look at this and I say okay Jalen Waddle is only 8% on why is he only 8% on well you have those running backs Miles Gaskin on his own team in the same price range right going there you have David Montgomery similar price range AJ Dillon's not that far off if you're looking across positions but at the exact same position a fellow that I like a lot this week and I've talked about it but he's going to pick up ownership is T Higgins and T Higgins right now is coming in at a price point of 5400 so he's $200 cheaper than Jalen Waddle fine so he's cheaper he comes in with a projection of 15.4 so I have Jalen Waddle for 15.6 let's just call it the exact same projection T Higgins right now is coming in with 15% projected ownership. If you're curious where I'm getting these projected ownerships, I run my own ownership projections, my own point projections. We have our own optimizer. We have our own Discord with a thousand plus members, a bunch of other stuff down below on Patreon. It's a lovely community. We like to welcome you to come on in and have a good time. That's where all those tools are. So 15% ownership projection for T Higgins. And you're looking at right now about half of that for Jalen Model, even though I have Jalen Model for basically the same amount of points, really 0.2 more poor. 0.2 more points for the guy who leads the league in routes run this year. So I think it's a good spot for Jalen Waddle. And like we saw Debo Samuel, and I liked his quarterback over, I like two is over in this one. Two is over right now on price picks is 230 and a half passing yards. I have him for about 247 passing yards. We take the over on Tua over on price picks. You get that free bet up to 100 bucks if you use the code Sal. So we like Jalen Waddle. We have a 1% to 2% on flyer. This guy's probably going to be 2 maybe 3%, but it's really hard to find a 1% on guy. Like I could just throw out there uh, MVS, Quez Watkins. Like these guys are going to get you maybe 7 or 8 points right and if they score a touchdown sure but that's like anybody in the league down there at those price ranges i'm gonna find a guy who actually has something to him so we have a tight end and a one to two percent on flyer Corey davis maybe he's three percent on maybe he's two percent on at five thousand dollars this week looks like one of the better value plays i have him for 13.6 fantasy points i personally have him projecting out for two percent ownership he's gonna have a 21 team implied total on the opposite side of this miami game we talked about Jalen waddle that we like well Corey davis believe it or not the jets with joe vlacco a 21 implied total is one of the best of the year because this miami secondary has not been good they allow the fourth most yards to wide receivers per game at 189 yards per game allowed and his matchup for Corey davis he's gonna have like 20 pounds on xavier howard who's been fine this year he hasn't been 
than the elite form of Xavier Howard. Byron Jones is actually going to be the more difficult matchup. Physical, bigger cornerback who's basically the same size as Corey Davis, who's just been average. Like, none of these cornerbacks have been elite. I don't think they're going to lock him down. I expect Corey Davis to primarily operate on the outside with, obviously, Crowder in the slot. And I think that Corey Davis looks good. He has six or more targets in five straight games and six out of seven games that he's played this year. He's sporting a 20% target share for a very healthy seven targets per game. And yeah, now the third quarterback that he's going to be playing with this year. But if anything, like, I don't love Joe Flacco by any means. He's a statue. If they blitz the shit out of him, he's not going to have anywhere to really go. That's your concerns that it doesn't give him enough time to find Davis downfield. But I expect Mike LaFleur to actually set that up, right? You saw with Mike White, just these quick, short passes, these quick, short passes to the outside, set up a deep pass here and there. And that's where you saw some success for the Jets that week. And that's what this offense in general is. I think that Joe Flacco plays within that system a little bit more. Now, Joe Flacco, if you're looking at his four full starts from last year, I mean, it was by no means great, but he at least attempted a lot of passes, 33, 44, 25, 30. It's hard to actually take that and put it to this situation with totally different teams, concepts, things like that. But I would expect him to throw somewhere around 35 times. He never topped 262 passing yards last year. So there are some concerns here that the quarterback is the issue, but it's priced in. It's priced in at the low ownership number, the low price tag of $5,000 for Corey Davis, who has a ton of red zone upside, let alone just in between the 20s. Averaging over 15 yards per reception right now is number 20 in the NFL. They have a specific formula for him. The Jets are throwing the third most times in the league, which I would expect to continue as underdogs in this one. So I think it looks good. If you want to compare him to another player, I mean, look at Jarvis Landry, letting people down the last two weeks. Jarvis Landry, I think, is actually a solid play as well. He's only 8% owned, but relative to Corey Davis, Jarvis Landry, right now, 13 and a half fantasy point projection. You see the tweet on the screen. I have him for $5,100. So basically the same price, same projection, but Landry is 8% owned compared to Corey Davis, 2 or 3%. So I think Landry is also a good play because he's not insanely highly owned, but if you're trying to find that relative play there, he's still picking up three to four times as much ownership as Corey Davis for no reason at all. Same price, same projection. Right now, I have Corey Davis over 44 and a half receiving yards as I have him currently for 58 receiving yards in my projections. We take that over on prize picks as it pops up onto the screen. Bada bing, bada bang. There's your schmacks. We have one guy left, a big old slide into the tight ends, right? Pause, slide into the tight ends. Double pause. Hey, I appreciate you being here. A little like button pops up. I appreciate that as well. Let's get into the tight end. We've already talked about this guy's teammate, right? We've talked about a lot of this game already, which is weird, but it's good opportunities for leverage because it's a lower scoring game. But both defenses stink. This Miami and Jets game, we go to the tight end position. I think the best leverage tight end on the slate and arguably the best overall play on the slate, if you have the money, is $5,200. Shout out Penn State, Mike Gisecki. 13.4 point projection here for me on him at just 4% current ownership. Now, same things. A 24-team implied total as Jalen Waddell had, right? Same team. A matchup against the number 30th ranked Jets. This is the third best matchup, according to Pro Football Focus, for a tight end this week. He's going to get C.J. Mosley. I mean, it's basically a wide receiver in Gisecki against a linebacker who has not been good. Mosley in coverage is a allowing a 90% catch rate this year. Now, it's not going to be man-to-man the whole time. It's going to be a lot of zone as well. But Gusecki's usage is as a lead as it gets. He's operating as a receiver this year in the slot or out wide 95% of the time and nearly 70% of the time in the slot alone. That is as elite as it gets for a tight end. He has seven targets in five of his last six games. And if you played him last night on Thursday Night Football, you know he had zero catches on seven targets. But the volume was still there. The routes were still there. The wide receiver usage in the slot or out wide 95 plus percent of the time, 98% in that game was still there. It's a weird game. You get seven targets for Gusecki and all these other games. He's putting up double-digit fantasy points. That one didn't have any catches. It's going to help us this week because it's keeping his ownership lower. So his seven targets per game as a tight end this year and 18% target share is third in the NFL amongst tight ends. He leads all tight ends in the NFL as it currently stands in air yards. Second in routes run because of the usage and he hasn't had his bye so far yet with 32 routes per week. And that elite 
usage, the 95% wide receiver snaps in the slot are out wide. I mean, he's in this weird price range. He's 5,200. Like, you have to go up to Darren Waller to find another guy who's more expensive, so it's hard to compare them. You go down to, like, the 4K range where Dalton Schultz and Dallas Goddard are. So, like, I guess you can compare him to Schultz and Goddard, who also aren't picking up a ton of ownership, though. Goddard is $800 cheaper, so it's kind of this different pricing tier. He's picking up 8% ownership at nearly 12 fantasy points. Like, I think Goddard's a fine play as well, but he's probably going to be double as owned as Mike Gusecki, and if you have that extra $800, which is not easy to find on this slate, I would go there. So there's not really a one-to-one comparison. Goddard would be the close one, but still an $800 difference. Now, what I'm trying to track here is I'm not really looking too much on Gusecki's overall yards. If you want to take the yards, go for it. If you want to take the over fantasy points, I like that. I have him for 13.4, but I'm looking at what Underdog is going to post on Miles Gaskin. As of this recording, Underdog Fantasy does not have Miles Gaskin's rushing or receiving yards out. Normally, they set their numbers higher. Prize picks right now is at like 41 and a half. If Miles Gaskin is close to a 50 over-under on rushing yards, I'll take the under on that, and we'll try and get leverage there by playing the over on the Tua by maybe getting leverage off of this and makes Mike Gusecki look better for identifying this correctly because a lot of people are going to be on Miles Gaskin. So if they set that number high enough, I'll go under. I mean, Gaskin's averaging like 1.6 yards per carry over the last two games, like 24 attempts or whatever it is for like 56 yards, something like that. So I'll end up going there. Obviously, it's a great matchup for Gaskin. But right now, Gusecki's props fantasy points does look good. If you can find the over 10 fantasy points, I do think that that is pretty, pretty nice over on price picks. If not, look for that under on Miles Gaskin if that number is touching in the 50s for his rushing yards on underdog. You get use the same code, Sal everywhere you go. Basically, you get free dollar rooskies up to $100 on both underdog or prize picks. So there is two receivers, a running back, a tight end, and a 1-2% to on flyer play in Mr. Corey Davis this week. A lot of action that we have in this uh, Miami and Jets game just happen to be that way. But that's where we're at. We're going to have tomorrow the live stream, right? Be there. Be there. Be square. 10 a.m. East Coast time. Hit the subscribe button so you know when that's coming. We got the Clips channel that we're propping out if you want to find the quick digestible content and maybe even some reaction videos if some news breaks. So I appreciate you all, all you beautiful people out there tuning into this video. Hope you have a great rest of your day and come on into the family of a thousand plus Patreon members, the optimizers, the projections, the ranks, the ownerships, a bunch of other tools, game by game matchup notes for every single player that's going to matter on this slate, right? Right now, you, you capiche, capiche, there's your schmacks. Come in, join the family on Patreon right now. See you there. We'll see you in the Discord. We'll chat. Take care, brush your hair. I'll see you when I see you, gang, and I'll see you in the next one.